I haven't seen it in a little bit. Like I, I didn't watch a, uh, my, my, my brother's wife. Uh-huh, sure. Oh, I wanted to like, she, cause uh, I think I was actually hanging out with you and, uh, oh. you and you and everybody. That's funny. Yeah. The, the time you left. And when, right when I came back home, she was like, so you miss cheetah girls. I was like, I just watched this trailer. Which one? Uh, it's called Here Today, and it's with fucking Billy Crystal. Here Today. I have not. I haven't yeah. seen this one. What is this? It's uh, uh, it's one of those uh, Billy Crystal. He he's just, like starring it and he's directing it, and Tiffany Haddish is also in it. Your really? favorite, yeah. And uh, it looks it looks so like like cheesy, but I mean, like it, it's like he's like a comedy writer, and she's like a girl that he. Just becomes friends with it's one of those movies old old guy and old, older uh, uh comedy icon and younger fresher comedy icon come together and do a very sentimental enjoyable crowd the other oh tiffany haddish yeah no, um, it looks i mean Billy it's Crystal. one of those trailers where like it shows the entire movie like i don't have to oh, see the okay. movie anymore does but it look like it would not make it to theaters or it could go either way definitely not the theaters. it's not yeah well because i know definitely billy not. billy crystal just made a movie with um ben schwartz yes what yes that i, still I wanted to uh, see that standing but... up uh, yes. uh, uh falling down standing up or yeah. standing up falling down yeah like one that. of the it's like the oxymoron of, yeah. yeah no he's supposedly supposed to be really good in that I, yeah. I totally forgot about that movie i haven't i have not seen that yet i'll have to check out this trailer billy crystal yeah, it was very strange well how are you elijah <clears throat> i'm very good i've uh this is going to air after. Yeah, okay. So we did our live episode. And so this is our first recording after our live episode and feels different. It's not as, it's not as, it's not as, <laughs> I'm, I miss you, Justin. Yeah, I miss you we, too. We miss, no, we miss that. I miss yeah. that. Uh, and I, I, it's just digital is not the same remotely, but it's the future. <laughs> yeah, doing episodes back to back and then like not doing some like, yeah, with like a, for like a week was very strange to me. Yeah, that's yeah. We're, I realized that's how we should probably do it. There, because yeah, it felt different. I was like, "What am I gonna like?" I just did a lot of planning for like two weeks, and like I, I'm planning on coming out there for like a week, and I want to be like, oh yeah, just like yeah, to like have like a writing thing. Because when I'm here, I get distracted a lot, so I'm gonna do like a getaway for a week, and so like yes. I'm gonna be there with you and work with you for as the, the time I can. And while you're working and stuff, I'm gonna be like, well, I can take this time to really right by myself finally like because i i i live with my brother so i do a lot of things with my brother and it's one of those getaway trips lock myself in a room for a weekend right that's 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 how i I plan on doing this in may that's what i was uh uh, gonna do when i was in vegas when i did my trip but yeah uh, but too many people missed you and they hit you yeah yeah you got we were you were making rounds all around the state (laughs) i really was dude we went to a pool party i got naked yeah, uh, right, within minutes, and then you're within you're minutes. Just, you're just sitting there waiting for your friend to show up to jump in. Just, I guess I should put my clothes on now. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that was so that was so funny. I just remember uh, uh, Autumn being like, uh, "Why are your nipple hairs so long?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I guess no, that that's not time. something that people really address because I agree. My nipple hairs get long as well. Yeah. And I do not address them as much as I, because it's like when you grow up, you're just like, as, like I said, we're getting older. You're, we're growing hairs in places. We didn't know you could grow hairs. Like what? 
Don't go in hair in my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So sounds like you're doing good. Yeah. That's yep. Good. Yep. Yep. I I do miss it over there. It was it was a uh, uh, sad kind of coming back, but you know, <laughs> hey, I'm hurt. <laughs> Oh. Well, welcome to History of Popcorn, your Woo-hoo. secret public movie club, where we're going to tell you some movie news and we're going to talk about it. And hopefully you interact with us and let us know what you're interested in about movies coming out, because we want to discuss. We're a podcast. Do you want to? I'm going to start off with something that we and I are both probably excited for. I was just uh, going to say, like, this is the first time ever in uh, all the episodes that we've done. Where Elijah is not sending me a template for things that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I forgot because I, I, I no, kept no, this updating is it. I like it. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Okay, here we go, toes. Justin. Yeah, that's okay. what that's, I like. I like that. Here we go. Huh. Justin, we're getting huh. uh, into the Spider-Verse 2, you know, and we finally have the directors attached. They announced three directors. Oh. Because obviously it's a huge undertaking. There's how, yeah. Is there two directors in the last one? There's usually when it comes to the animation, there's usually more than one director. Yeah, because there's, there's just so many so, things. Like the like they'll do like five seconds and there'll be like five different people working on each exactly because it's so intricate, yeah. especially with Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, and that's why it was so beautiful. But we got uh, three directors for um, Into the Spider Verse. We got these official directors. Yeah, these are the officially announced directors. We got Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. Ooh, Kemp um, Powers. Yeah, Kemp Powers, who was the co-director of Soul, and he was the writer yep. of uh, One Night in Miami. So yep. he yep. probably yep. came on board to bring down, like, have the, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, to like to, to probably talk one. about the, uh, the the black culture more, because that's why they uh, that's why they brought him into Soul, because uh, oh, they realized, because cool. originally it was going to be a white character, then they were like, uh, no, let's have the character be black. And then all the writers and stuff, they were all like, well, we don't know anything about yeah, that. Yeah, they have white. to hire <laughs> yeah, better writers for that. That's better. Well, that, he was already a writer for Pixar, but he like like he he did, he contributed so much that he became like they credit him as director and writer. Mm-hmm. Is he so the one that, that, that they that like based he based it off like a real music, like a real teacher that he knew? Yeah. And that's why he because I remember reading about it. Okay, so yeah, we got him, Kemp Powers. And we also got Joaquin De Santos. He, he's a director for Legend of Korra and Avatar The Last Airbender, which is one of my favorites. Nice. And Justin K. Thompson is making his directorial debut with this. He was the production designer on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 1 and 2. He was the art department in Powerpuff Girls, Kim Possible, Dexter's Laboratory. He was a writer oh, on yeah. the original Powerpuff Girls. So he's, he's on oh, board. fuck yeah. And obviously, Sweet. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are coming back still. October 7th, 2022. Oh, man. So they have a date and everything, huh? Yeah, they announced it. I think like a few, almost a year ago, probably when oh, wow. they're like, but they like gave it a, a good enough time. Right. Yeah. No, I remember hearing talks about it, but I didn't think, uh, I didn't think it was actually going to happen because I mean, like, I know that they teased at the end of uh, the uh, first one uh, that, that, you know, they could be they're open for sequels, mm-hmm. but I was honestly like, man, I don't really need a, need a sequel. But if they do, I mean, like, I trust them. I hope that I just hope that it's not going to be like Cloudy with Chance Meatballs, too. Yeah, I don't. I hope not. I mean, have you, have you heard about that uh, interview with Alfred Molina about Spider-Man 3, the MCU Spider-Man 3? Uh, no. He got interviewed by That's Variety. Doc Ock, right? He was the original Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2, which mm-hmm. is the best. And he's an incredible yes, character. Yes, 100%. And, um, it was rumored for a while that he was on the on the new Spider-Man MCU, and then it got confirmed by Zendaya that he was like, she was like, Alfred Molina is incredible on set, and so we're like, oh, 
he is on the set and everyone confirmed it. And everyone's like, well, where is he coming from? And then he came out with an interview on Variety. I don't want anyone. Okay. If this is going to be maybe a spoiler, but he came out in an interview on Variety where he was like, yeah, I talked to the director who's John Watts. And, he, and I was like, how am I coming back as the character? Because he says it takes place literally right, right when Spider-Man 2 takes place, like ends where he was in, in the river. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and they're de-aging me and stuff. And like, and that's what he said in this interview. And it's like, it's moments after that. And that's opens up the whole world of multiverse and live action MCU. And this Spider-Verse mm-hmm. is already a multiverse thing. And I think these are going to connect because MC also Netflix just bought, is it not, no Disney plus just bought the rights to all the Sony properties of Spider-Man. Uh-huh. To, I did actually see so, something about so that. They can, so they can put all their stuff on Disney plus, like all the older Spider-Man and all the properties that Sony owns fully. But just with Spider-Man, right? Yeah, just, just the just Spider-Man the, characters. Mm-hmm. Well, all the Spider-Man characters. So like right, like Venom and Morbius like and stuff will show up too on that. So all of that, it just confirms that we're getting the live action Spider-Verse. And I think Spider-Verse 3, Into the Spider-Verse 3, and uh, the next Spider-Man will be all in one. Because we're going to get every single freaking... I mean, it's, so isn't, it, isn't it interesting that... Um, like Spider-Verse kind of just did this to like, they like, cause without Spider-Verse, I mean, I know MCU is already like doing like the, like they've already had their plan of doing multiple, multi, multi, uh, yeah. multi dimensions and shit like that. But it seems like into the Spider-Verse really like spearheaded all this, all this stuff because at, right after Spider-Verse, we got uh, all that shit about uh, Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Andrew yeah. Garfield coming back and then Flashpoint did yeah, like yeah. we're gonna bring back michael keaton and ben affleck and all this shit yeah. it's interesting i mean like That's it's not a bad idea i think they thought that idea because there was interviews with sony where they're like well yeah we want to do that we wanted all of our spider-man to cross over eventually or do something like that they mm-hmm. they said that they always wanted to do that but they never thought it could work and so they're like well we'll just do an animated movie and say it's not really and then it worked so well we'll see that's what i was just gonna say i think it works better because there was a version animated. where there was and there was a version with andrew garfield tom holland and toby mcguire in the spider-verse yeah and they cut it out because they're like well we don't know if this is going to be successful so we don't want to put all our eggs in one thing right away well toby mcguire was originally supposed to be the uh the slacker oh uh, that would have been cool but but they gave it to Jake Johnson because of, for some reason, I think it was because Toby Maguire was like asking I for think too much money. Yeah. They were like, well, we don't know how successful this is actually going to be. Yeah. But um, I, that's what I was going to say though. I'm mean, like something with like Spider-Man. I mean like, Hey, I think it'd be fucking awesome to see Toby Maguire and uh, uh, as back yeah, as, no, as Spider-Man. I'm not really a fan movie. of Andrew Garfield, but I mean like, I'm okay with it. I mean, he's not, not, uh, not his Spider-Man. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. He's yeah, a fantastic I'm okay. actor. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, but, I, I wasn't a fan of his Spider-Man, but I mean, I, I'm as much as I would love to see that. I think that there's something special about Into the Spider-Verse. I'm going to get so emotional if I see Sam, or Sam Raimi's Spider-Man again. I'm honestly going to get so emotional because there are yeah. leaks. And I kind of want to say about like, there's leaks about them being in the new one and that they're going to be in the second and third act and have individual arcs in the movie. It's like, what? And then I think it's going to lead in Doctor Strange, too, because it's multiverse of madness. So everything's going to mm-hmm. be happening. Um, and that'll introduce like probably X-Men and stuff. Cause it's just MCU multiverse stuff, but Hey, that's all a different story. Cause that's all just coming. That's coming out in December. Spider-Man's coming out in December. Oh shit. Of this year. Yeah. Like the new one. Oh wow. MCU. No fucking way. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie. It's oh my huge. God. I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, Spider-Verse October 7th, 2022. 
Yeah, Spider-Verse, I'm very, very interested in. I love that first movie, man. That's 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 seriously my favorite Spider-Man movie. One of my favorite animated movies of all time and definitely reaches my top uh my top ten did, did uh, the, favorite movies. I forgot, did the did they write it? The the the, the duo? The uh, I think it was just Phil Lord. Because they're both writing it now on this next one together. They're yeah, there the was a, there were a lot of writers for the for Spider-Verse, but like I said, <laughs> that's just how it is with a lot of animated movies. Mm-hmm. It's something different with animation when you see multiple directors and writers because, you know, there's just so much going on with that. Unlike if we see a live action movie and we see like eight writers, we're always like, ah, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it got passed around quite a bit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. That's, that's how I usually segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways. This next one is, uh, I, I think it's just really funny. Okay. So you remember we talked about Lil Yachty's Uno? Mattel mm-hmm. films and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're making another film with universal pictures and uh, Vin Diesel is attached. Rock'em, sock'em, robots, red versus blue. According to deadline, it follows a father and a son who form an unlikely bond with an advanced war machine. I mean, this sounds like Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman's real steel, doesn't it? Uh, that's what I was just going to say. But also this sounds like the worst idea ever. <laughs> like what? Mm, Rock'em, sock'em. I mean, that, that was a fun game. That sounds like more of a of a chance to to be an actual cohesive story than the little Yachty Uno heist film. That sounds like <laughs> the bunkers. I want more information imagery. about that. I need a. I do too. I don't. I do know. too. But Rock'em Sock'em Robots with Vin Diesel, man. I just I think Vin Diesel should just stop. You know, he has a He's quote. One of those. Oh God, what does he say? <laughs> I, I was going to, I don't know. How to do it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, to take the classic. I can't do it. To take the classic <laughs> rock and rock, rock'em sock'em game with Mattel as my partner and align it with the kind of world building franchise making success we have had with universal is truly exciting. I mean, universal oh. has made a lot of franchise films, but I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I mean, fan, fast and furious is going to. Spin. Dude, how many franchises can Vin Diesel try to start? That's yeah. not fast and furious. We have so many. We have Triple X. We have Bloodline or whatever the, the hell Blood that movie Shot. is called. Yeah. Bloodshot. We have that one, The Last Witch Hunter. Yeah, there's we a have, sequel to that. He posted about that. it too. Yeah, he posted about it. He was like, the long awaited. I've been writing this since the last one. And like, it got like 12 likes. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no, like, that's the thing. Like, No one cares about Vin Diesel anymore. And that's the saddest part. Unless he's doing Fast and Furious. Unless he's saying, I am Groot nobody gives a shit about Vin Diesel. And that's because Vin Diesel Didn't is he made music. Just up his own ass. He has like a couple anthems. Remember, no dude, way. You hear that. Yeah. He's, he sings and everything. Oh no. Um, I got to listen to one of those. The writer really of this Rock'em Sock'em is Ryan Engel. He wrote Rampage and the Commuter. So the Commuter was that Liam Neeson train movie. It wasn't very good. And Rampage, eh, it's a fun movie. It's a popcorn movie. Well, see, that's what I was just going to say. It sounds like with Rock'em Sock'em Robots, it sounded like they were going to get The Rock, but The Rock said no. So they were like, let's just go with his arch enemy, uh, Vin Diesel. Now it's called Diesel'em Sock'em. <laughs> Rock'em Diesel Sock'em Rock'em. <clears throat> Rock'em Sock'em, yeah. Other Mattel projects coming is American Girl, Barbie, Hot Wheels, Magic 8-Ball, Masters of the Universe, Thomas and Friends, and Lil Yachty Zuno. Mattel, 
I told you we're going to be talking bet, about it for the next few few years. <laughs> I bet you they were trying to get him to do the Hot Wheels. I, be, I bet you they're going to try to get him to do the Hot Wheels. Oh, yeah, because they already have the writing team. He's probably going to make a cameo as Dominic Toretto. Be like, yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah, no, he's going to do something with that. Rock him, suck him. What color did you usually do when you were? Uh, I was usually red, I believe. Really? Yeah, but my brother and I, we broke every single one yeah we broke all of them within five fights because that literally is just smashing the left and right punch right yeah and moving it it was all it's it was all pretty much by chance like i would always say i mean like because there'd be some times where i would just literally be doing this you're not even touching yeah and and then i would win or i would lose it was always it was always just different my brother and i we would we would get them like we only got like three of them because the first time we broke it the second time we broke it because him and I got into a fight. And then the third time, it just like, it, it just broke. And we wanted another one because we loved playing with them. But my mm-hmm. mom was like, you guys are never getting Rock'em Sock'em Robots ever. Yeah, I didn't. I, I played with them a little bit. I Because I, me and my brother actually just would box after a while. We were like, this isn't fun. Right. Just, yep. Just yep. got real boxing gloves eventually. Exactly. I think the I think there's going to be a big moment, obviously, in the movie where the, like the little, because it's about a, I think it's a. Oh, a father and son. There's a definitely a moment. It's gonna be like Bumblebee, where the son like comes across this war machine and it thinks it's dead and get hurt, gets hurt, and its head pops up and it's like, oh no! And it's just gonna be like walking around and then fix its own head. Yeah. Oh, the first moment's gonna be like, ah, this is a rock. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Let's see. Do you know who uh, Joey Ramone is of the Ramones? Uh, yes, I've heard about this. You know what this I'm going to get into? I think I do. The Ramones, they sing, uh, I want to be sedated, Blitzkrieg, Bop, you know, that crazy. Yeah, no, they're, I love the they're, they're, they're like the first, first like rock stars to throw windows out the, or TVs out the window. And stuff. <laughs> windows out the TV. Windows out the TV. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they were the, like the first, like them people to do that kind of. And then, yeah. Like, yeah. Pete Davidson is doing this one. He's going to play yeah. Joey Ramone, the, uh, Originally the drummer, and then he became the lead singer of the Ramones. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it is. He, he apparently Joey Ramone had a a body like a actual physical problem where he was actually super lanky and stuff. Mm. And because um, apparently there's like people that were like, why when this was announced they were like, why wouldn't they cast Adam Driver? Because Adam Driver is very long too and big, uh-huh. which would have been good casting. I can but, sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He's very true. Pete Davidson. I, I wonder what he's going to do because this is his co- uh, collaboration with the guy he made um, Big Time Adolescence with. Yes, uh, Jason yeah. Orly or or Orly. I Orly. I I I don't know about this, but I mean, like, I I'm a I'm a fan of Pete Davidson. I think that he is doing something with his career that uh, like he, he's going to be doing some stuff that we're that we're not going to see coming, such as this, but. It does raise the question because he's supposed to be a singer in it. Mm-hmm. And well, he's we've like, heard Pete have Davidson you heard, sing have you heard the Ramones though? They're not actually singing. They're kind of like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's true. So it's kind of punky. True. That's, that was the big thing about them is like, well, he can't actually sing, but people will listen to him. That's, that was like kind of like the sex pistols. They're like, yeah, was it the that's, sex that's pistols? Actually like, good none point. of us know how to play instruments. We just, yeah. I think that's <laughs> they just, what they, they said. Just stumbled. Yeah. But this is based on a book. Based on a uh, based on a book by the brother of Joey Ramone, name his name is Mickey Lee. It's called "I Slept with Joey Ramone," and um, mm-hmm. the estate of Joey Ramone is supportive and cooperating with the film to tell. Nice. The story. That's I agree. That's why it made me really excited because it's like 
it's not just Pete Davidson being like another Motley Crue movie. That was a that movie sucked. What was it? Called? I fucking hated that what movie. The Dirt. The Dirt. That movie was bad. Awful. Awful. And I think it's because Pete Davidson really loves that culture. Truly. And oh yeah. That's why it's, he it's... gave it a shot. And I think that's why he's like, well, I need to be the person who's going to be telling the story. Cause I read this story, like speaking of robots and stuff, like Jonah Hill almost did the sequel to yes. Transformers and Seth Rogen yeah, was I like, you want to get paid to do a, a transform, like a robot movie, then make your own robot movie. Yeah. If people want you in a robot movie, then make your own. And that's why yeah. he turned down the Transformers movie, which is cool. And that's how I feel about this is uh, Seth Rogen's mentality of, um, doing things with purpose and so i think Dave, pete davidson is gonna definitely have a reason for doing this because this was originally supposed to be done by nick casavetes in 2017 he was attached Ooh. so it's like a real intense story the book synopsis reads as <clears throat> when the ramones recorded their debut album in 1976 it heralded the true birth of punk rock unforgettable frontman joy ramon gave voice to the disaffected youth of the 70s and 80s the band influenced the counterculture for decades to come. With honesty, humor, and grace, Joey's brother, Mickey Lay, shares a fascinating, intimate look at the turbulent life of one of America's greatest and unlikeliest music icons. While the music lives on for generations to discover, I Slept With Joey Ramone is an enduring portrait of a man who struggled to find his voice. Nice. Okay. Okay. And there's a lot of... Oh. Like, I looked up some stories about Joey Ramone. It's pretty intense, actually. Yeah, no, he was he was a uh, he was a crazy crazy guy, but he was a uh, very quite, genuine though. Quite literally though, the, he well he he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and extreme OCD, which eventually led to his death. Actually, yeah, which is which is interesting. That's why it's like, I, like Pete Davidson is kind of a perfect match for him. Yeah, because Pete is. Davidson's uh, crazy too. Yeah, he's open but, about that stuff and like about how to deal with it and everything. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it does it does just raise the question though if uh, if he can pull it off you know because that's that's a lot right there. But with having the um the the the, the family estate being with it, then mm-hmm. that's very rare. You don't get that's that. Like a lot. what we were talking about with Louis Armstrong, like like they're, they're yeah. supposed to make that Forrest Whitaker one. The estate was like yes, and then it didn't come to fruition, and they haven't approved any other movie since. So yeah, yeah there, there's like some crazy things about Joy Ramone is like. <laughs> Him and the other band member, I believe, Johnny, they were like, they hated each other like for like 15 years of like during the time they were together as a band. And even when Joey was dying, jo- Johnny, he was the guitarist. Mm-hmm. He's like, he said, he's not my friend and I'm not going to go see him when people were like, you should make amends with him. And I was like, right. what? That was like, they, they were in a band for so long. It's pretty wild. So it's going to be a turbulent movie for sure about this guy because he, there's a quote that his brother said from the book that said he would hear voices telling him that he didn't close the door correctly and would have to do it 20 times. Like that, that's that, yeah, form no, of, I... that form of intense OCD is insane. And like they're, they're, they're saying like in the whole book, it explains how the rhythm of music and everything that he did as a, as his job was basically what kept him going through life. Cause the doctor said he wouldn't be able to socialize or be any, go anywhere. But the music, mm. the music he made was like the thing that made him loose. And it sounds oh. like uh, Daniel Johnston. You know about Daniel Johnston? I do not. He's he was uh, yeah he was also had hardcore schizophrenia and OCD and uh, he believed that uh, he started worshiping the devil. Like he was like a a church kid for the longest time, mm-hmm. and then he started taking a shit ton of acid, 
Who and, is he an artist of some sort? Yeah, he's a he's a singer songwriter. Okay. He's someone that he's super, super, super underground. And he was like one of the first independent uh of uh, uh artists and like people like Kurt Cobain. You probably know the uh the the drawings that he would do because those are like are like Kurt Cobain was a huge Daniel Johnston. Mm-hmm fan i'll probably and uh maybe i'll recognize you probably know like a couple of his songs too but most of his songs like his albums he would just record them in his basement so they were like really really grungy Mm -hmm. and he didn't really know how to sing that well and he didn't really he was an expert piano player but he was not a good guitar player so it was just he was it was it's just a bunch of it sounds like what was his name again daniel johnston he was the reason why i bought my little piano and started doing my my show wow that's nice because it was just so it was so bad but so good he has this yeah, one yeah. song called casper the friendly ghost that's just like whenever i show people they're always like is this supposed to be good do you actually like this mm-hmm. i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> is this ironic no this is legit no this is legit um, i know i know this is not that good but i fucking love it yeah i'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, excited no, it for the same like, reason as you that pete davidson is gonna go i think he's going in the right direction he's just got to be able to pull it off he's making right exactly. decisions because it's just well that director too that director is good like like i i know he only did um big time adolescence but that was a solid solid first that's vision it showed vision like it's yes it it did yeah yes it did yeah no no i'm 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 interested (laughs) Um, we'll we'll see once we get like uh when we get like pictures yeah when we get the screen tests and stuff that they do um yeah tell me about this movie that you keep i want to do a review on this movie now because you have talked about it multiple times when we've crossed paths and everything Barb and oh. Star go to Vista del Mar. Oh, Can you just talk about this Barb for like literally like 45 seconds real quick? Like it's bizarre, isn't it? It's Kristen Wiig and um, who is the um, other yeah, actress? Uh, I can't remember her name, but she, Annie she's Mumolo, also the Mumolo. writer. Annie Mumolo. Yeah, she was also the writer of uh, of Bridesmaids with Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. Um, Barb and Star they were, is- They won an Oscar for. They were nominated. They didn't win. Oh, nominated. Best original. This season. one, they should win the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's such a wacky movie. I like it's so hard to explain though. Like the the best part about it was the marketing mm-hmm. and of the not knowing because yeah. the marketing of this movie they like, had like there, two trailers, like, and yeah, they hit, like, and they the were very face. short, and you didn't see anything that happens in the movie. Like yeah. literally, like you don't see it's just like a conversation between the two characters, and it doesn't even show yeah. their head. Their and it's just like a series of shots that, and most of the shots are not in the movie, and it's literally just a fuck you, like being like. Oh, this is what you think you're gonna get, but when you watch it, it's just completely insane. Yeah, I like to compare it to. I like to say if Austin Powers and Wet Hot American Summer had a baby, and the baby somehow managed to be way funnier. That's in that's many awesome. different ways. So those two are making Disney approach them to make. Oh no, the Evil Stepsisters solo movie. Why does this keep happening? That's. Elijah? I mean, I, that's why it's like it's good team interesting peculiar uh, why idea because i mean theoretically this could be very good because of its creators but again it is not an it's kind of an original story we don't know that much about the sisters it's as original as corella it's as yeah corella maleficent there's also they're also making a gaston and lefou like <sighs> mini series on disney plus from the live action uh Fuck Cinderella. Off, disney and uh but this is also Produced by Gloria Sanchez Productions. I think that's the one that's like, because Will Ferrell's attached to that one too. Yeah. So Will I think Ferrell Gloria Sanchez is like a sister 
sister production of Gary Sanchez, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's I, whenever that's they're funny. doing I, like, That's the yeah. first time I've heard of Gloria Sanchez. Whenever they're doing like, their hilarious. female films, because they did a. Uh, Kristen uh, Wiig's probably highly involved with that. Or oh, maybe yeah. it's Annie Mumolo. Well, they, they did um, Barb and Star as so well. So this is going to be their third collaboration. But yeah, mm-hmm. this the uh, it says that they're not sure if the, the two writers are going to be the actresses too to play the older versions because apparently it's going to be a musical comedy from the point of view of the sisters growing up. So they're going to be young versions of Anastasia and Gisela Tremaine trying to <sighs> struggling to uphold their family's family legacy. Dude, like the thing is with this especially is that I I really hardcore do not want to see those sisters be <laughs> sympathized because they're so shitty. That's it's true. like well, so is Cruella. Why are they sympathizing? And villains? so is so is uh uh um, Maleficent. Like it's just I I hate Why it. Why are they I sympathizing villains? I have no idea. I don't know what the appeal is. I know I I love a good anti-hero as much as the next guy, and I love villains that you can empathize with. Um, but I don't like the entire <laughs> thing being that, especially for Disney property. It's one thing when it's like Joker, when it's like uh, you're, you're interested to see how a character like that becomes uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the Joker. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's more hardcore, too. I like you, you're anyone more interested. Walked out of Joker think why well, maybe they did thinking Joker did the right thing. Oh, yeah. A lot of people did. did? <laughs> too many people. Too many people did, actually. Yeah. Uh, it had the old taxi driver uh, effect. Or people people defended his actions because society wronged him. Besides that, that, I mean, that I, being said, okay, that yeah. being said though, <laughs> this is Disney we're talking about, and with with something like Joker, it's understandable why those conversations are happening because that's the reason why the movie is made because it's it's asking questions about mental health and yeah. shit like that. But we don't need that from with the Disney villains. Yeah, like I, I really don't understand this at all. Like I don't get the the mass appeal that Disney has on 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 making these these solo villain films that are just that just make no from a marketing sense. standpoint, it makes complete sense. Company standpoint, but as well, a creator, yeah, it's for just money. Because like, I, I, I have some friends who get so pissed about seeing reboots and stuff, they're like mm-hmm give like I'm go to a them. they're like go to a film school and just ask for better ideas and it's just like and that, that's like what my, my, one of my friends tweeted and i'm like that's true like they should do that but it's not safe and but like it's i agree marketable. it's it's i from a storytelling standpoint so bad. i feel indifferent because i can go either way with it because mm-hmm. i am a person who loves a continuation of some sorts if it's done right but more often than not it's not Right. And and if often it's not planned. If it's planned, it makes sense. But these are not planned. This movie, uh-huh. when was Cinderella made originally? Like the story. So the long ago. Oh no, the original story. Oh my God. Like the 1800s, probably. It's ridiculous. And so, yeah, it's just. Isn't that ridiculous? The point of view things is a little different. Like, I totally post- agree, though, where it's like, it's just like, why? Like, these are such dated stories. Like this, fucking move on. Like stop, stop it with the. I didn't even watch that one. And yeah. the Sleeping Beauties and the and the, <laughs> it's just it's just so it's so done. Like mm-hmm. like just do something fucking new. Yeah. Like I was watching um a little bit of that the new Disney movie, the Raya and the. Oh yeah, I watched that one. It's like, dude, you guys still can do it. 
Yeah, that's, that's a good movie. Yeah, I, I, I watched that. Good. I watched that. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of falling asleep, at, like off and on while watching it. But my mom watched it right next, like right next to me, and she was just like, "Wow, this is I haven't seen it like this before." And I'm like, "That's that's true, I guess." Yeah, I was like telling her, "I was like, well, it's the first computer generated, fully computer generated movie they've made, so that's why it's like they still have things that they can do, and that they're still like advancing toward. Like that's just this year was the first fully computer generated movie they made." Like what else can they do now that they're doing going fully computer generated? Isn't that wild? Right. Yeah, I thought I thought that they they like with it. Brave or something. No, not this it's is the true. first. Well, Brave thing. was Brave as oh, Pixar. Yeah, that's true. Never mind. Yeah, but uh-huh. it's it's wild. Um, yeah, but no, yeah. That's, speaking that's of all those like, or, uh, this this next one sounds like it's going to be a really original idea, but because it's inspired by some classic works, but it sounds like an original idea. It's Seth Rogen again, like we mentioned earlier. We're going to have two stories about Seth Rogen right here. Um, these last, um, yeah. Okay. So Seth Rogen is going to make this movie. Uh, he did an interview with the New York times recently, which I talked about where he mentioned the Jonah Hill story about him being the, and about making movies that you want to make. So Seth Rogen has said that he's making this movie, which, which is currently entitled escape, um, for about like five plus years with his collaborator Goldberg. He said nice. that it's inspired by um, Jackie, uh, big big budget action films of like Jackie Chan and Buster Keaton, and he's comparing the ambition to something like The Artist from 2011. Oh, the disaster artist? No, no, no. The art, the the artist, the silent film. Oh, okay. The one that was nominated. He said it's 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 going to be ambitious like that. Um, originally, the idea was pitched as with having zero dialogue. When he was talking about Pineapple Express and Neighbors, he, he talked about um, the most memorable parts according to the audience. He said that uh, were the moments of action and like people like the stunts, all the stunts were like the most things where t- people were talking about. And Rogan said, why are those just the supporting things? Why are those amidst a sea of talky jokes only popping up once in a while? Why don't we make a bunch of these jokes not rely on verbal humor? He said he has the whole film uh, storyboarded already and i love this idea just from how he describes it because jackie chan and buster keaton are my like two favorite physical actors like charlie chaplin yeah. is is always like sneaking up as like oh yeah he's he's he was i love chaplin one of the ogs but like buster keaton has my heart and uh-huh. jackie chan was my first like person growing up seeing that live right and my favorite thing about jackie chan was when he would do fights and stuff like when he would get things thrown at him, he would like react. And like when it would hit his hands or punch something, he would react and be like, ow, ow! <laughs> like the funniest thing in the world. Like that, that I've have a short film that's literally all action. And it's just like um, specifics of how fighting is not as easy as it looks. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, like, a, like what's a movie that does that really well, where there's just, they, they have a fight, but it's just so super boring. Cause it's like fighting is not easy if you don't fight. Oh man, there's a uh, get winded uh, so fast. Oh yeah, Ford vs. Ferrari has a really good one, dude. Like, also, um, that's a uh, t- train spotting too. Dude, I haven't one. seen that one actually. Oh man, there's a really, really, really good one of of you McGregor and Johnny Lee Johnny Miller. Lee Miller uh, fighting, and it goes on forever. So and it's tired. just, and it's yeah, it's just like the oh, hawk man. It's just gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> but um. I I, I I I I I love this. I lo- I love I do I love Seth Rogen, man. I actually just last night, technically this morning, this is why I woke up so late. <laughs> I watched uh, Funny People. I rewatched Funny nice. People. Nice. It was one of those days. 
so good. Like it was just one of those things. Like I was just in my living room and it was just like I just saw it because my buddy Sean was trying to find Tommy Boy while I was at work, so he destroyed my living room and kind of spread <laughs> my movies all over the place. And funny he people was just, just staring like, at me. He just sprawled them all out and he was like, Where "Yeah, is yeah." He made it. By the way, Sean, so. if you're watching this, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not. You're not getting my Tommy Boy. He's been obsessed with getting my Tommy Boy for a bit, and I don't trust you with it. I'm, I literally <laughs> had to hide it. Anyways, um, uh, I just saw funny people, and and uh, dude, Seth Rogen's amazing. Uh, and I was, it just reminded me how good of an actor he is, and mm-hmm. not just that, but like he, he was just like especially at the beginning of his career like he was just so smart at what he did like like especially with his writing like like he had like hits back to back where it was super bad pineapple express yeah um um and um, it's not over he's still creating such good stuff well, now he's just like he's just a like good creator director yeah he's everything he's just a creator now yeah. he made this new company have you seen his ceramics like he makes like ashtrays now yes and he has yeah. his own weed company and stuff and it's called houseplant and like yeah. you can buy his ceramics and his smoking set not the weed and stuff mm-hmm. anywhere. And you'll get shipped like a vase yeah. for flowers. You'll get shipped a uh, ashtray that they made that's designed by him. And it's like actually some really nice like house stuff. And yeah, then you know, he also has his own been, weed strain yeah. attached to that, which you can only get in California, but it's, it's wild. He's yeah, like, no, he's, 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 he's the he, ultimate entrepreneur. He is he, now. Yeah. Cause he is, but he's uh, just, he's just a great director too. Have you seen uh, the show called black Monday? I haven't yet. With Don, Don Cheadle, Cheadle. No, and Andrew that. Reynolds and, and Regina Regina Hall. Dude, like they, they've going? only directed. That's on Showtime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only watched the first season and I think they've only directed like a few episodes, but it's super good. You can just see like in the future them doing like a a movie like The Big Short, you know? Oh, yeah. Like Seth Rogen and Abby Goldberg. Or... Yeah, they're going to. Have they won an Academy Award? Or been no, they have not. They haven't been nominated at all. I think the I only guarantee thing you that this one's nominated... gonna. I feel like this one will because they're they're saying it's ambitious, like the artist, and they're trying to make mm-hmm. it something something different. Yeah, the only thing that got nominated on their in their company was uh, uh the disaster artist. Oh yeah, which um, was we're gonna say another Seth Rogen story because we talked about how good of a creator is, but this is not an original idea. This is an existing IP that has been attempted over and over and over. Did you know he's making a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Oh God, no, I did not. Yeah, he uh, it was announced last year and it's going to be by Nickelodeon. It's their first CG animated TMNT film. I don't know where it's at in production and stuff, but it was announced like a year ago and that he's making it. He has a quote. I mean, I'm not that attached to TMNT. Like I saw some old ones. They're they're okay. I I would love to see a good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't dislike them. I don't hate them. I yeah. don't like them a lot they're cheesy fun i like the actors and the new ones that were the computer generated like i, me- I remember looking at how they made it i thought the production of that was pretty interesting yeah. that's yeah, about those, it those were michael bade the fuck up it was weird but um yeah. this yeah seth rogan's making one with his team with his uh collaborating partner and he this is a quote he said as a lifelong fan of T- uh ninja turtles weirdly the teenage part of tmnt was always the part that stuck out to me the most and as someone who loves teenage movies and who's made a lot of teenage movies and who literally got their start in the entire profession by writing a teenage movie the idea of kind of uh, uh, honing in on that element was really exciting to us i mean not disregarding the rest but really using that as kind of a jumping off point yes I think that's a good approach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so, it's so sad. I'm, I'm just trying to get uh, some sort of reboot or something out of you that you're just like, yeah, okay. Cause so far, every remake, reboot, sequel, you're like, ah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> so we'll like, yeah. 
Original ideas will thrive. I agree with you, but I just, I I like stories. I will say this. I mean, like, I think that he is very smart of of what he chooses to produce Mm -hmm. and what he chooses to stick his name on, even though I wasn't a fan of like good boys and, uh, uh, yeah, no, that that's like yeah. pretty much the only one I can think of that was like really like, uh, okay, that that one that one's pretty typical. Yeah. But um um I feel bad for Paramount and, and Nickelodeon because wow. they just keep they they just keep trying and they keep <laughs> failing. Especially with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, man. I mean, remember Rango? That was good. I loved Rango. No, Rango's their only the only like modern movie that they've done that's really good. But I mean, like, I just watched the new SpongeBob movie and <laughs> You know, you know, like, uh, remember when the Mummy came out with Tom Cruise, or uh, or when Justice, when the first Justice League came out, and they did those new logos for the beginning, like for the beginning of the movies, and and so Paramount did that for Paramount Animation, and it's this huge, just just all these all the shits happening, and I just watched it, and I was like, damn, that sucks, man, because that movie bombs. Oh man, and no one, no one. Oh no yeah, one they had it. like event event ones like before movies where they're like especially yeah. created for this movie sort of thing right yeah yeah like, yeah okay i remember that. it's so sad because paramount has not had a hit movie and i think the last movie was Spo- the second spongebob movie yeah they was there. Well, for and, and the mission impossible films those are the only things that are keeping them alive and jackass <laughs> no surprisingly jackass is like one of paramount's uh, main main things besides action point action point failed but um that's all paramount wow yeah yeah but paramount overall though i mean like i love paramount i thought like Paramount's they have some of my favorite movies still they, they will yeah be. they have they have some of my favorite movies tommy boy and uh uh, uh good burger love good burger yeah um no they have some solid ones but you know it's just overall um lately i feel i feel really bad for them because the only movies that have been successful are uh mission impossible and spongebob and even the last spongebob movie yeah couldn't even do it that That's one was they really changed bad it. they changed it all yeah i mean uh, did you did you watch that the first SpongeBob? 3d one was good but the second one that came out was this new one what is this new one uh sponge on the run i think it's called i don't was that remember the one with keanu reeves as sage yeah dude it's so <laughs> yeah no bad it's i mean i can't so i don't know why that one seems so different because the last the one before that was okay i really liked that even one. though the art was different it was okay yeah but the one I before really that, that was just classic I love where they the they got, they pulled movie. they pulled a they pulled a Toy Story three and killed them for a moment and they're like we're like what yeah they're dead they well, that was that out. was the thing that was supposed to end all of SpongeBob but then of course the money making bastards are like we can keep this going dude I started watching not even started I only watched a uh, the first episode of the Camp Cor- Coral oh yeah, yeah spongebob yeah. show holy shit dude it's just it's it's just so sad uh, it's not for me anymore it's not for me we're old now <laughs> we are dude now that we're men we have facial uh, hair now that we're men. <laughs> i changed my underwear uh, that's all the news we have justin things really yes that is okay. it, right. i thought we were gonna go a little bit longer on this one because but we didn't we have one more thing to talk about though what's up we are doing another decom. Yes, decom. It's about time. Um, I'm going to do something different with this decom. We're going to talk about it a little bit right now. Um, it's from 1998. How old were you? Two? In 1998? I was born in 96. So, uh, yeah, two. I don't know exactly the month. So, probably like two. Yeah, I was like, I was two. This is um, the third decom to ever exist, technically. Really? 
Yeah, once they switch decoms, they switch decoms. I forgot what year it was, but um, I'll tell you what the first decom was in a second. This one is Brink. The Brink is the third decom to ever exist. It came out in 1998. And Brink goes as, what do you remember about Brink? Bikes. Bikes? Yeah. That's a different movie. Oh, really? Yes, because Brink is set in the world of aggressive inline skating. Andy oh. Brink Brinker and his inline skating crew. Wait, what's his name? Andy Brink Brinker. His okay. nickname's Brink. <laughs> Hence Brink. And his skating crew, Peter, Jordy, and Gabriella, who call themselves soul skaters, which means they skate for the fun of it and not for the money. Clash with a group of sponsored skaters, Team X Blades, led by Val, with whom they attend high school in Southern California. When Brink discovers his family is in financial trouble, he goes against the wishes of his parents and his friends and joins Team X Blades. <laughs> Brink tries wow. to lead a double life, but will he be able to pull it off? Uh, so, no, yeah, I don't remember this skating. at all. Really? I thought I thought that this was the movie where their uh, the brother is like it's like a BMX movie, and the brother breaks his leg and so his sister pretends to be oh him. that's super cross i think yeah 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 that's, that's what a I thought, good one that's what i thought brink was and now <laughs> now i'm really glad that we're, we're gonna do this because i don't remember this movie at all nice no, not at all at all at all like none of that everything you just said like had nothing came up in, my, in my brain maybe if i watch it um it, it'll it'll some things will pop up because I do remember that name. Because I remember it pretty well. I remember kind the of, title. Actually, I think I think I do. Yeah, I, I guess that's just the title for me. So I mean, like my nostalgia right now would probably be like a two. Look up the picture of it because he's he's like a posing kinda, in the air with skates. Once you see the poster, it's orange. He's wearing orange, I believe. But th- I found out that this film is loosely based on a novel from 1865. What? It's loosely based on Hans Brinker. Or what? the si- silver skates. So Brink is the Brinker is the is the, is actually um, source material from 1865. But uh, the the original the story it's uh, Hans Brinker or the silver skates uh, is a colorful fictional portrait of the early 19th century Dutch life, as well as a tale of youthful honor. The silver skates in the title <laughs> is the award for the winning uh, for the winner of the ice skating race. And the oh book introduced God. the sport of Dutch speed skating to Americans. That's hysterical. Isn't that wild? That I mean, is, there's some other movies wild. like that are like that that are inspired by old, old. Uh, oh yeah, old like plays and stuff. Like Clueless, it's inspired by an old novel. Yeah, by Jane Jane Austen. Jane Austen, yeah. Um, I think that's hilarious. I didn't know that. Well, dude, check it out, man. We the the writer yeah. of this movie has done. A lot. He did the other me. He did the Care Bears Big Wish movie. (laughs) (laughs) He also did Beethoven's Third. He did, yeah, the other me. Do you Uh, remember the famous Jet Jackson? Yeah, man. He did one episode of that. I love. He also did um, uh, Totally Spies. Oh fuck! The director, though, the director did. uh, His name's Greg Beeman. He did. Bushwhacked, Mom and Dad Save the World, Licensed to Drive, oh, another DCOM, A Ring of Endless Light, that DCOM. And he tried uh, to make a two, uh, an Aquaman TV show in 2006 
with the guy from uh, This Is Us. One of the guys from This Is Us. Oh my god! It looks he also wild. did Miracle in Lane Two, and Frankie Muniz. Oh yeah, the sequel is a sequel, right? No, that's the thing about that movie. It's just it's, it's Lane just Two is to be the name Lane of two. Lane Two. <laughs> yeah, dude, my brother and I. I remember when that movie came out. My no, brother and I didn't. would always be like, just... my brother and I would always oh. be like, "Where's Miracle of Lane?" And my mom was like, "Does that make sense to you, Miracle of Lane?" We're like, yeah. I mean, like, and she's like, "We'll say the title of the movie, Miracle of Lane 2. Oh, oh what the got, fuck is this oh, okay. nonsense? You got like a whole lecture on it. That's why you remember. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and my, my brother and I, we were really like, we were really confused about that for a second. We were uh, like, why? Why is there no first one? I found out that the um, lead of this guy, his name's Eric Von Detten. He's the voice of Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> I didn't know that. He's the voice of Sid in the original Toy Story, and he comes back for Toy Story three as the one scene. And- Dude, yeah, no, I don't remember a damn thing about this movie. It's so funny that I don't oh, remember good. anything about this. Nice. I I mean, like, I feel like I well, you you have an older sibling. How much older is he than you? Two years. Uh, Two years? Yeah. Dude, he, so maybe funny. he'll know about it more. Oh, definitely. I had I, I'm the youngest of five in total. I'm the fifth child. So they all were watching these ones like a little well, I was way young, but uh-huh. I remember watching it because they would rewatch it, you know. Yeah, that's dude. Why. It's so funny. Uh, I'm on Wikipedia right now mm-hmm. uh, for for just looking up some shit about Disney Channel movies. Yeah, the '90s. You know, at the bottom, like after the external links, it has like uh, other like stuff that's related to. Yeah, things like, that were mentioned and stuff. Uh, so I'm just like looking at Disney Channel original movies, and the '90s only has like one line of movies, but the 2000s has a fucking. It's like it's, <laughs> it's fucking huge. Yeah, the there's ni- so many because it was right at the end of the '90s, yeah, <laughs> when the decoms came out. I or no, 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 wait, yeah, like late. Well, it started hitting, uh, yeah. like in, in 2000s because, because this of, is like uh, we said, this is the third decom. The first decom officially that was released as a decom was under wraps. The probably the best Disney Channel. I don't know what this movie. one is, and then it so you lucky dog was followed up, and I haven't seen either of those. Brink was my you lucky dog. I was going to watch. I was going to mention it, but I really can't support Kirk Cameron. But um, dude, under wraps is really good. But I want to I want to save that one. Yeah. So there 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 there's uh, still a lot we we can do. I, like yeah, we kind of we there struggled three, on this one because we almost went with uh, what was it? Mom's got a date with a mom's vampire. Got a date with a vampire. We almost yeah. did that one, which was my brother be fun and I were do. talking about it. So that's why I wanted to because my brother and I I've been telling him about these Disney Channel original movie reviews. I remember, I like barely remember that one, but I remember like it. Be, I remember it always being dark when I w- watched it. Yeah, no, it was we, one of those movies that fucking scared me. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the 90s had uh, three of my favorite Disney Channel movies, at least to me. When, when, I was doing my, uh, when I was doing my YouTube channel, I was doing like Halloween reviews. I was just yeah. reviewing all the under wraps, um, can of worms, and don't look under the bed. I haven't seen any of those. Dude, don't look under the bed. We got to do that. We got to save that for Halloween. Though, Growing up, I was that's... never like big on Halloween. I never did it because I lived in the country yeah. like where no one was around. So we didn't go trick-or-treating or anything. We didn't go into town to do it because the nearest person was like a 10-minute walk away or less. Right. We left out, so we didn't really celebrate Halloween. We just like sat at home and like it was another day. At school, we'd be like, yeah, candy. But then we would go home and be like, right, not really celebrated at all. So oh, man. I didn't get into Halloween until like high school actually where like i would go out and do stuff and be like wow dude don't look under the bed is legitimately like the movie got in so much trouble at the time because um 
it's it's genuinely fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's genuinely one of the scariest uh, children's films I've I've ever under seen. Wraps? You know, no, no, don't look under the bed. Oh, okay, it's like a it's like Labyrinth. You know when you like watch Labyrinth, it's like it's a kids movie, but it's also like this is a, really a kids movie. You haven't seen Labyrinth? There's so much I haven't seen. I'm just a, I just love movies. I'm not a perf. I'm not a I'm not like you. you I'm not perfect. You've seen, you've seen like I yeah, that's my favorite thing to describe you is I've seen some movies and you've seen the rest of them. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we we have t-shirts like that. Like yeah. you, you like you, like we both have it. Like you say, like yours says uh, uh I've seen some movies and then my shirt says I've seen the rest of them. Yeah, on the that's back cute. it's your face and the front it's mine. Yeah, that's cute. I like that's that. That's funny. Um yeah, no, don't look under the bed is intense. And I think that one's that one would be really good. But I want to wait until Halloween to watch that one. Oh, yeah. I, can't I wait think that Halloween, you would... I haven't seen like any of them. I'm excited to watch Halloween Town in October. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we'll 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 get we'll we'll dive we'll dive hard <laughs> hardcore and all that shit. And like someone um, just recently sparked my love of Halloween, like in the last like two years, because it's like their favorite holiday. And I like mm-hmm. spent Hall- Halloween with them one year. And it was awesome. They're like, let's watch these movies. Let's play. Let's eat candy. And I was like, yeah. okay, I haven't done this <laughs> in forever. It was cool. Yeah, no. And then one one of these days, we'll probably dive into high school musical territory. But uh, yeah, we but, said we'll give it some time. Yeah. Not until, we, we have a lot before that. Yeah, no, I I, I love I, I love Disney Channel movies, man. Um, yeah. So we're but we still have next week. The only one that we've watched so far that, that I can genuinely be like, that was You'd a solid movie. Was Pixel Perfect? Really? Yeah. It grew on I, you because that's the one that Blanca ripped you apart for, isn't it? No, no, she ripped me apart for the last one, Stuck in the Suburbs. Oh yeah, Pixel Perfect. Because I, I was not. I loved uh, 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 Stuck in the Suburbs when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but it was, it was very, it was very. I can lame see how me. it's kind of lame, yeah. Now, but it was just very bland. Was yeah, like I mean, I was, I grew up her. with like performers and like people who wanted to be artists, singers, and stuff. So I think mm-hmm. that's why I connected to it a little more. And my parents are musicians, so I connected to that story. I was, I think yeah. that's why I was like, as a kid, I was like, this is sweet. Oh yeah, no, I love stuck in the suburbs <laughs> when I was a kid. But um, Pixel Perfect is like the only one so far that's like actually genuinely like. There was stuff in it that I was like, I I love this. I love this is so weird. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's because it's just so weird. Like when she's in the dark web, that's so that, funny. Yeah, that goes in a direction that like it goes so it's, weird. It's ahead of its time, definitely. They could that yeah. movie could still work today because of how it is. Yeah, no, it's totally like, good. Like just, it's, it's, it's it's a solid it's, film. If anything, they would just be a better. Well, I mean, hey, yeah, it's because it's happening now. Mm-hmm. AIs are happening now. It is yep. a Black Mirror episode. I think that's what we said about it. So how many have we done so far? So we done Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Century. We did uh, Phantom the Megaplex, right? Yeah. And the, then after that, we did Phantom. Two. So we did four. And then, so uh, yeah. And then Pixel and then Stack. So this is our fifth. Four. So our fifth one is going to be Brink. And I'm actually very excited for it. I'm trying not to say Brick because that's, really <laughs> that's a really good Ryan Johnson, Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. That's not good. you would love. I, love. I love that one. Okay, you have seen Brick. Dude, yes, Brick yes. is Highly fantastic. That's why I, I love re- Knives Out. Like it's that. like he's gonna do something really cool. He's good at mystery. He's good at that. Ryan, Jones. dude, the ending of that movie is so fucking brutal. Like just Gordon Levitt's just like he's just decaying basically because he's just got his ass kicked so many times and he's just kind of just dying, choking off his own blood. <gasps> so hard. So good. So good. But um, <laughs> that's a different movie though. <laughs> but Decon Five uh, Brink. Decon Five. I think yeah. it's hilarious that Brinker. The part that you're like, what's his last name? Brinker is the part that's the source material from the 1800s. 
Uh, that's hilarious. I did not know that though. That's cool. We should, we should, uh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go to my local library and, uh, try to find the original. It says says that the story is about the colorful lifestyle of the 19th century Dutch and the whole thing's like sketched out in like pen. It's like black and white art because it's so old. It's 1800s. I love how someone, someone read that and they were like, Let's make this about skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. If you look at, well, it's skate. Yeah. Like it's, it's, if you look up the page of the actual original story, this is like one of the only adaptations of this story. It's weird. <laughs> that's so funny. Brink. Yeah. I think that's cool. Brink next week. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. That's our show. That's history of popcorn. Uh, follow Oops. us on social media, Twitter. I think that's also, yeah. YouTube, subscribe, Spotify, download our episodes. History of Popcorn, new episodes every Tuesday. See you next week, Justin. Bye, Elijah. Brink. Brink. Yeah.